0: Something that's happening
1: with China right now, and I'm glad. People are starting to expose China for who they are. China has made threats directly now, uh, specifically at the athletes, making it clear that they could be arrested, silenced, who knows what. If they criticize China in any capacity while they are there from any country in the world, it will become an international incident. China is threatening And many countries who are sending athletes are saying, don't screw with China because they don't play around. How bad are things right now in China? I'll give you just one example when it comes to religion. China's online religious restrictions, which will put you away forever if you violate them in a significant way, will take effect after the Beijing Olympics happen. That's right. As the Winter Olympics in Beijing approach, China is set to impose new restrictions on online religious content that will essentially outlaw evangelical or evangelicalist scripture. Just days after the games conclude, according to Christian prosecution watchdog group China Aid, if you promote gospel spreading, for example, if you write John three sixteen or the great commission just write the word Matthew 28 it said China Aid founder and president Bob Fu there are going to be real consequences for you these are all regarded as conversions of state power because you are essentially spreading messages for other persons to believe and to engage others to share the gospel the new law measures for the administration of internet religious information take effect March 1 as China enters the fourth year of its five-year plan to squash out Christianity. How do they describe it? Cynicize Christianity. If you post any religious-related content on the internet without a license, which you have to get from the state or from the communist government, it's declared totally illegal. Christian house churches are excluded from applying for licenses as well. Worship songs, which means they're basically outlawing Christian house churches. Worship songs and Sunday school material are among restricted content. With sermons and other messages to be examined for compatibility with communist dogma. Even tithing has been criminalized in China. It is illegal for those who are under 18 years old to receive any religious education in any form online with these new rules. Content eligibility for submission for approval is limited to synthesized content from five religions the Chinese Communist Party recognizes. Wow. China ranks 17th. On the Open Doors 2022 watch list of countries where it is most difficult for Christians to practice their faith. China is a leader in using artificial intelligence to monitor Christians threatening all areas of their livelihood. Open Doors CEO Dave Curry, among others, said that China is using the Olympics for propaganda. Which is exactly what Senator Blackburn and Senator Haggerty have been talking about. We will have more of that discussion with Haggerty coming up because this is nothing more than a stage for them to push their propaganda. They're using the Olympics as a coronation of China to the world to make it look like everything's perfect. But they are continuing to prosecute Christians and other religious minorities. They also are doing ethnic cleansing and forced sterilization in China right now. Same type of thing that Hitler did, but the world seems to be accepting it. Quote, the Olympics... Are but one example of how China is using sports, money, and investment in infrastructure around the world to whitewash their human rights violations. We must and we have to and we must see this for what it is. Slowly, ever so slowly, inch by inch, the noose is tightening around religious faith in China. New laws are being passed to enforce and restrict the teachings of Jesus. There's no more precious book to Christians. There is excuse me, there's no more precious book to Christians than the Bible. And the aggression against the Bible is most grave. Now the new restrictions on online religious content will subject nearly a hundred million Christians in China, quote, to Bibles that have key elements removed or changed because they conflict with communist dogma. Only groups that recognize the Communist Party of China and their censorship over sermons and Bibles will be allowed to distribute the scripture which has been whitewashed. Through government pressure, about 80% of churches have fractured into small groups, gone underground or gone online. Open Doors estimates that's how bad it's gotten just over the last couple years. The Watchdog group counted about 96.5 7 million Christians in China's population of 1.43 billion people. Several nations, including the U.S., have invoked a diplomatic boycott of the Games, which is pretty much worthless, pointing to China's organized persecution of Muslims and other human rights abuses. In concert with the diplomatic boycott, international Christian Evangelicalism group Voice of the Martyrs is calling Christians to pray for China during the Games. The Olympics are always filled with wonderful pageantry and inspiring athletic accomplishments, but let's not forget what the host government doesn't want us to see imprisoned pastors, destroyed church buildings, and a complete lack of religious freedom. I hope every Christian will use each event and every Olympic update as a reminder to pray for the persecuted family members in China as the scriptures instruct us to do. Nettleton encouraged Christians to pray for church leaders to stand firmly for biblical truth in spite of the government's pressure. That Christian believers, Chinese believers, will be encouraged and united in fellowship and that the gospel will be spread among local and national Chinese communist officials. There are more than 240 human rights groups that have now joined in a statement urging additional governments to join in the boycott of China because of what they are doing to religious freedom and persecuting those that believe in any religion the government doesn't sanction, which brings me to something else that is almost hysterical. CNN for four years ran with a story that was a hoax. CNN ran with a story that Donald Trump colluded with the Russians and they knew it was a lie and they knew it was brought to you by the DNC and Hillary Clinton. But now they're going to be self-righteous. And their leader of the self-righteousness of CNN is none other than Jake Tapper, one of the most self-righteous egomaniacs I've ever seen in media. CNN's Jake Tapper now has decided that it's his turn to really call out China and all the ugly truths that they're hiding during the Beijing Winter Olympics. Now, I, I will say that, you know, his narcissism does bring you something good. It it, it it needs to happen. We need to see behind China's wall of what's really going on. But I want you to take a, a listen to how he's describing how bad things are in China.
2: And ahead of the start of the Beijing Winter Olympics later this week, it officially kicks off Friday, we're going to start a new series here at the lead. It's called Behind China's Wall, because behind the fanfare and the glamour of the upcoming Olympic Games are a lot of ugly truths that the Chinese government wants you to ignore. CNN's David Culver sets the scene for us with a look at some of the horrors President Xi wants you to forget about while you're cheering on your favorite athletes this week.
3: Beijing counting down to the Winter Games, its second Olympics taking place amidst frigid geopolitical tensions and a raging pandemic. This is the largest regularly scheduled peacetime gathering of the world, and yet there can be no gathering. What's likely to be lost in these games is the fact that sporting events are taking place. That's because in the years leading up, China has faced growing outside pressures. And domestically, its zero COVID policy is proving increasingly difficult to stick to. Beijing. Seven years ago, Beijing won the 2022 Olympic bid, the first city to host both a summer and winter games. But the buildup came as China's relations with the West rapidly fell apart. Under an increasingly powerful supreme ruler, Xi Jinping, China is on a drastically different path from what the West had hoped. Cooperation replaced by confrontation on multiple fronts, from a trade war to threats of an actual war in the South China Sea. In Hong Kong, Beijing quickly squashed pro-democracy protests and it is now mounting pressure on Taiwan, pushing for the self-governing democracy to fall under Beijing's control. Then there are the widespread allegations of human rights abuses. CNN's traveled to the far western region of Xinjiang. It's here the U.S. and other countries accuse China of committing genocide against its ethnic Uyghur population. China has repeatedly denied that it's detained and tortured the Muslim minority and called to the accusations politically motivated lies. But that has not silenced the West. The U.S., U.K., Australia and Canada among the countries protesting through a diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Olympics.
4: The Biden administration will not send any diplomatic or official representation to the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics.
3: The diplomatic boycott coinciding with the case of Chinese tennis star Peng Shuai. The former Olympian briefly disappeared in November after she accused a retired national leader of pressuring her into sex. It just so happens to be the same official who led Beijing's bid for the 2022 Games. Amid a growing global outcry, Peng has since resurfaced in multiple state media reports denying she made the accusation. Some have accused the International Olympic Committee of being complicit in China's control over Peng's story, as its president, Thomas Bach, tried to reassure the world of Peng's well-being after two video calls with her. The IOC advocating for silent diplomacy to better handle the matter. Bach, now in Beijing, is expected to meet with Peng soon. But that meeting happening behind closed doors, inside the so-called closed loop. That's the Olympic bubble holding the athletes, the personnel, the incoming media kept separate from the rest of China. This as the number of new COVID-19 cases continues to rise and spread across the mainland. China facing a renewed challenge to halt this latest surge. Snap lockdowns, mass testing, contact tracing, all of it stepped up as the country works to show its superiority in containing the virus. State media continuing to label the virus as an imported threat, even dating back to the initial outbreak in Wuhan. A consistent propaganda effort to deflect blame and refocus global attention on what is supposed to be a spectacular and unifying event. And threatening to cast a darker shadow over these games, growing tensions between Russia and Ukraine, with Russian President Vladimir Putin expected to meet President Xi on the sidelines of the opening ceremony. These Olympics playing out amidst an increasingly divided world. David Culver, CNN. They're calling them the genocide games, people on the
1: ground in China. Now, I'm glad that CNN has gotten sanctimonious in a positive way to actually expose what's happening in the Olympics, what's happening behind the Olympics, what's going on behind the wall. Now this comes as new reports talking about the FBI director. FBI Director Ray said the scale of Chinese spying in the US is something that is he's never even couldn't even imagine
5: just how bad it is.
1: There's another aspect of what's going on in China right now, and that is a threat in this country from China and the scale of the Chinese spying in the US and the words of the FBI director blew him away. And he said that's not something he says very often. NBC News put together an exclusive one on one interview with the FBI director, and it's exactly what we've been talking about here on this show for quite some time. That China is everywhere. China's spies are everywhere. China is stealing everything that we do well in this country. How bad is it? We're opening up new investigations into Chinese spying. And Chinese ripping us off and stealing our content, stealing our technology about every 12 hours. Take a listen to part of this from NBC.
3: An East Bay tour operator is facing charges tonight of spying for China. The FBI was tailing him around. The
2: FBI says this is Chinese spying at work. Edward Pung leaving an envelope of cash in a California hotel room and retrieving an SD card loaded with classified information. A classic spy craft, dead drop. He's now in federal prison. The
4: creation of those counterintelligence task forces.
2: Christopher Wray says when he became FBI director, the sheer amount of Chinese spying to steal American technology was a huge surprise.
4: This one blew me away. And I'm not the kind of guy that uses words like blown away easily. We are investigating, uh, opening a new China-related counterintelligence investigation. About every 12 hours, we probably have over 2,000 of those investigations. Other countries spy on each other. So what does China do that's different? There is no country, no country that presents a broader, more severe threat to our innovation, our ideas, and our economic security than China does. I'm referring not to the Chinese people, not to people of Chinese descent or heritage. What we're talking about here is the Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party.
2: The Chinese government has repeatedly insisted that it doesn't steal American business secrets, But the fbi says chinese spies target a range of american innovations on covid vaccines computer chips nuclear power plants jet engines and smartphones for example sometimes by planting company insiders sometimes through its world-leading cyber theft
4: the scale of their hacking program and the amount of personal and corporate data that their hackers have stolen is greater than every other country combined.
2: And Ray says the Chinese government exports elements of its oppressive police state, sending teams to the U.S. to
4: threaten and intimidate critics. China may be the first country to combine that kind of authoritarian ambition with cutting edge technical capability. It's like the surveillance nightmare of East Germany combined with the tech of Silicon Valley.
2: But what about the criticism from Asian-American groups who say the Justice Department's China initiative has overreached with some Chinese espionage cases collapsing?
4: We don't investigate anyone based on race race or uh, ethnicity or constitutionally protected activity. In fact, in many cases, Chinese-Americans are some of the people most victimized by the Chinese government's tactics that we're describing.
2: Roy also accuses China of going after secrets in other countries, but he says the U.S. is its number one target. Lester? I wonder why, by the way. Could it be
1: because of all the connections that China has to the president of the United States of America, to the president's son? That's the question that everybody should be asking. And I ask that question to all of you to think about because there is a new book out, and it is now naming 23 former U.S. Senators and Congressmen who lobbied for Chinese military or Chinese intelligent link, intelligence link companies. It is shocking. There's a new book out by Peter Schweitzer, a book exposing American lawmakers involved in China. It reveals 23. Former U.S. senators and congressmen have lobbied for Chinese military or intelligence linked companies after leaving office. Many lawmakers are now cashing in after leaving office by becoming lobbyists for corporations and other special interest groups. But one would hope that they would not become advocates for America's primary economic and political adversary, communist China. Certainly, you'd hope they wouldn't do that by lobbying for outcomes that actually would run counter to the United States' long-term interests. Well, guess what? That's exactly what these scumbags are doing. Schweitzer's book reveals that many former congressional leaders, committee chairmen, and -and rank-and-file members are lobbying for Chinese intelligence and military-linked companies. The following 23 former members of Congress, the majority of whom are Republicans, have lobbied for Chinese military or intelligence linked companies. Let me say that again. Of the 23 former members of Congress, the majority of them are Republicans. Well, how bad is it? Let's start with that guy who I can't stand, a rhino, now that we know it cares more about China than America. Speaker of the House, John Boehner. That's right. Boehner's advocacy for China began right as he began Speaker of the House, and Republicans gained a historic majority. In 2011, Congress was in the midst of passing a currency manipulation bill. The Currency Exchange Oversight Reform Act to hold China accountable for keeping its currency artificially low, thus making it easier to boost its exports. China subsequently hired Square Patton Boggs, one of DC's most influential law firms, for thirty-five thousand per month to block the bill. Squire Patton Boggs, also known on the Hill as SPB, and that's something you'll know if you work in Washington at any point in the last fifteen years registered as a foreign agent of the Chinese embassy in Washington, D.C., after decades of close ties to the Chinese government. The Chinese currency manipulation bill sailed through the Senate with a 63-35 vote, featuring strong bipartisan support. However, Speaker of the House John Boehner would not allow the bill to come to the House floor for a vote, even though half of the House Republican conference and an overwhelming number of Democrats supported the bill. It's a pretty dangerous thing to be moving legislation through the U.S. Congress, forcing someone to deal with the value of a currency, John Boehner said at the time. He even argued that the bill would lead to a trade war. Well, in this book, Schweitzer said it should be no surprise that when Boehner retired from public office in 2015, he joined the same firm that was registered agent of the Chinese Communist Party, S. SPB as a strategic advisor to American and foreign clients. SPB advise and help Beijing navigate quote, "the issues that will threaten their interests, according to Schweitzer. This includes guidance on the defense appropriation process, the 2020 general elections and the American policy on Hong Kong, Taiwan, human rights, immigration, trade, and sanctions legislation. Boehner's firm is also advised for Chinese government linked corporations such as Chim China, China Railroad Stock Corporation, and Wu Wahoo Chemical Group. Chinese state owned media often quotes SPB attorneys who are often critical of trade and technology restrictions on China Chinese firms working in the United States. SPB also has strong ties to the highest echelons of the Chinese government. Nick Chan, a senior partner in SPB in China, is also a member of the ruling National People's Congress, known as the MPC. The MPC is the highest organ of the state power in the People's Republic of China. That is how SPB explained it recently, in their own words. That's not all. Senator Tim Hutchison, a Republican from Arkansas. Representative Rodney, Republican New Jersey. And Representative Albert Wen, a Democrat from Maryland. All of these guys, yeah, they're all in for China as well. Let's start with Senator Tim Hutchison, the Republican from Arkansas. He's a former member of the Senate Armed Services Committee. He lobbies for Alibaba, the Chinese technology giant. Alibaba paid his firm, Greenberg alone in 2020. His company has also been hired, has also hired, I should say, former Representative Rodney, a Republican from New Jersey, and Albert Nguyen, a Democrat from Maryland, to do the same. Go to Representative Ed Royce, a Republican from California. There's another Chinese company called Tencent, is another massive Chinese technology company and the creator of something you may have heard of called WeChat, the popular Chinese messaging app with over 1.2 billion active monthly users. The Chinese tech firm also develops technologies with military applications and is closely fused with China's Ministry of Public Security and the People's Liberation Army. Tencent hired the former House Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Royce to lobby the federal government. They paid his firm $330,000 in 2020. Let's go even further than that. Senate Majority Leader, a Republican from Mississippi, Trent Lott, Senator John Brew, Democrat, Louisiana, Representative Jeff Denham, Republican, California, and Representative Bart Gordon, Democrat from Tennessee. What are they doing? Well, there's a company that operates TikTok, the social media phenomenon that is been widely criticized for its privacy, censorship practices, as well as its close ties to the Chinese government. In the book, Switzer has noted that the former employees have complained that its content moderation practices are strongly influenced by Beijing. ByteDance hired former Senator Lott and his colleagues. Lott served as a former Senate majority leader and minority leader. His colleagues once remarked that his vote in the Senate was not for sale, but it is available for rent, quote unquote. Byte Dance also hired Denham and Gordon, whose firm received $160,000 from the company in 2020. Then you can move to Senator Norman, Norman Coleman, Republican from Minnesota. Senator Joe Lieberman, Democrat from Connecticut. Representative John Christensen, Republican New, New England. And Representative Connie Mack. Republican from Florida. What are they doing? These lawmakers lobbied for ZTE Corporation, a military-linked Chinese telecommunications firm. Coleman's firm alone received 2.94 million in 2019 for representing the company. 2.94 million. Then you can go to Representative Don Bonker, Republican, or excuse me, Democrat from Washington, Representative Cliff Stearns, Republican from Florida, and Representative Lee Terry, Republican from New England. There's another company, a Chinese telecom firm with ties to Chinese military. They hired these three men. Stearns and Bonker, despite being on the opposite sides of the political spectrum, both work at the lobbying firm APCO Worldwide. They also work together on a contract. Lobbying for the People's Liberation Army-affiliated company called Costco, not to be affiliated with the one in America, just so you know. Former Representative Lee Terry also signed up with this company that that represents the Chinese telecommunications firm in 2021. The FCC has declared this company and ZTE Telecom and their hardware quote, a national security threat, And these three guys are representing that national security threat. A guy that I know personally, this irritates me to say the least, Representative Jack Kingston, a Republican from Georgia. We worked together at CNN. We commentated together. I know him personally. He served in the House from 93 to 2015 and even served as the vice chairman of the House Republican Conference from 2002 to 2006. In Congress, he served as a leading member of the House Appropriations Committee, Chairman of the Agriculture, Labor, Health, and Human Services and Education Committee and Legislative Branch Subcommittees. The Georgia Republican also was a longtime member of the Defense Appropriations Subcommittee. Despite his accolades as a guardian of small business, Kingston has lobbied for Chim China the Chinese state-owned chemical company. Senator David Vitter, Republican Louisiana. Representative Toby Moffitt, Republican Connecticut. Representative Rick Boy, you're a Democrat from Virginia. They're all in on it, making money, too. Veteran Moffat have received $70,000 per month from a Chinese surveillance company largely owned by a government-controlled conglomerate known as the China Electronics Group. $70,000 a month. The Chinese government uses this company's surveillance cameras to monitor the genocide that's happening in their country against the Muslims who they have sterilized they use their cameras to also monitor the Uyghurs and the Chinese Communist Party's prison camps and these Republicans and Democrats are making 70 grand a month from this Chinese surveillance company Senator Barbara Boxer she's a Democrat from California who represented California as a Democrat from 93 to 2017 was a ranking member of the Senate Committee on Foreign Affairs. She later signed on to advise a company out of China and registered as a foreign agent with the Department of Justice. She claimed that she merely wanted to help create American jobs by providing advice to the Chinese surveillance company. Quote, when I am asked to provide a strategic advice to help a company operate, In a more responsible and humane manner, consistent with U.S. law and the spirit and letter, it is an opportunity to make things better while helping protect and create American jobs, she said about her relation to her lobbying for this surveillance company. Boxer later stopped lobbying for the company after facing public outcry. Perhaps ironically, Boxer voted in favor of the 2011 Currency Exchange Oversight Reform Act that Bonner, John Boehner, I should say, blocked. This is what Americans are doing on behalf of China.
5: And if you're part of this, you're a scumbag.
1: Senator Marsha Blackburn has now called for a special counsel to investigate the Biden family Chinese business dealings because there's so much money directly from China going into the bank accounts of the Biden family. She says it's time for the attorney general, Merrick Garland, to appoint a special counsel to investigate President Joe Biden's family members dealings with the Chinese Communist Party. Quote, I think that what we know or what we can surmise by looking at all of this is that it is appropriate. And the Attorney General should appoint a special counsel to investigate what has happened with Biden Incorporated and Hunter Biden, James Biden, Joe Biden, their business dealings with the Chinese Communist Party. Blackburn's interview came after new news broke on Sunday evening. published uh, As Breitbart News published a 2019 document from the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware showing that the IRS, as part of a criminal investigation into the present son, Hunter Biden, subpoenaed, J.P. Morgan Chase Bank for financial records of Hunter Biden. The president's brother, James Biden, their their associates, Devin Archer, and Eric Swarnier. I hope I didn't botch that last name, and a member of business entities with which they were involved. From the report, a criminal IRS investigation to Hunter Biden, President Joe Biden's son appears to have convened a grand jury as far back as May of 2019. A confidential subpoena served to JP Morgan Chase bank reveals the subpoena also seeks bank records of James Biden, the president's brother, which appears to be the first time another Biden family member has surfaced in connection with the investigation. The document obtained by Breitbart News specifically demands information on related transactions between JP Morgan Chase, which the document calls correspondent bank, and the Bank of China, which the document calls the originating or beneficiary bank. Blackburn said these subpoenaed documents combined with revelations uh, in Peter Schweitzer's new book, as well as much more information, are beginning to paint a bigger picture about the Biden family. She said these new revelations after ones that came out via Hunter Biden's laptop in the New York Post in the lead up to the 2020 election and from leaked emails from former Hunter Biden associate Bevan Kooning, among other sources, began showing a sn- snapshot of how the Bidens operate. Quote, the picture that appears to be coming together is that Biden Incorporated has focused on dealing with these foreign entities, and we see Hunter Biden as more or less a centerpiece of this. And then they have Joe and James Biden and other families who you would think must be involved with this via Biden Incorporated, Blackburn said. It is troublesome and is worrisome, and this is not good for the country. This is why we need to move forward with a special counsel. We need to get a special counsel appointed and investigate exactly what happened with these business dealings. Now, Blackburn, a member of the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee, said that she has reviewed the documents published in the Breitbart News Report and thinks that President Biden owes an explanation to the public about all of this, but that she believes he will be unable to do so and therefore the appointment of a special counsel is necessary. Quote, as I have looked at your story and the documents that are there, I feel that the president owes an explanation. But we know that would be that that would be difficult to come by. So it seems appropriate a special counsel be appointed to get to the bottom of what happened with these business dealings. We know that Hunter Biden flew to China on Air Force Two with his father for an official visit. We know that he went forward with meetings that he did not want the Secret Service to accompany him to those meetings. So there should be, for the good of the American people and for the answering, uh, to answer these questions, there should be a special counsel who would review this. And if this investigation is still ongoing, we would hope that we would hear from the grand jury at some point as to the information they have and the next steps that they would take. In addition to the named individuals in the document and the transactions in the bank in question, including the Bank of China, the documents also list several business business names in the subpoena. Many of them are significant companies in China with direct connections to the Chinese Communist Party. Asked about all these entities being listed by federal authorities in one place in this grand jury subpoena document, Blackburn said she believes the criminal investigation is complex and ongoing. It appears that they have enough information that they moved forward with the subpoena of J.P. Morgan Chase and that. You would think this is still an ongoing and active investigation. How is it the media is not covering this, by the way? You have an active investigation and bank records being subpoenaed about the president at son and brother and to his business dealings. And you're telling me? You're telling me that we can't get any information on this? In the mainstream media, this isn't a front page headline. Imagine if this was Donald Trump's son. And there were subpoena for bank records with direct ties to Chinese Communist Party. Think about how they would be covering that. Joining me to talk about this is U.S. Senator for Tennessee, Bill Haggerty. Senator, I appreciate you coming on to talk about this. Uh, You look at what's going on right now in China, and let's talk broadly about the Olympics, first and foremost. Why are we participating in these games when we know the atrocities that are taking place? Even CNN is saying, don't look behind the curtain, because if you do, what you're going to see is a lot of ugly truths during the Beijing Winter Olympics.
6: Well, I find myself in a rare position, then of actually agreeing with what CNN says in this case. You know, the Olympics are supposed to be a celebration of the human spirit of peace, of cooperation. Yet the 2020 Winter Olympics are going to be hosted by China. This is a country that we have to remember has a Marxist-Leninist dictatorship in charge of it. And they're perpetrating ongoing genocide against the Uyghur Muslims there, other minorities there. They're committing major you know, human rights violations in Tibet. They've done so in Hong Kong. They've violated international agreements and treaties in Hong Kong, as they move moved there. They continue to threaten Taiwan and the South China Sea, the East China Sea. And as Director Ray mentioned, um, they are moving all over the world in an aggressive fashion to spy, to cheat, to compete unfairly. Uh, they are the, the greatest threat that I think the world sees on the stage in terms of moving toward uh, a dictatorship that would be you know, full of communist values and absolutely contrary to our own. Look, Japan demonstrated in the last Summer Olympics that you can put the Olympics off for a year. They can be restaged. We should have pushed pause on this thing. We should move the Olympics out of Beijing. We should have pressed the Biden administration, should have pressed the IOC, the International Olympics Committee, to do that. Uh, instead, the Biden administration believes that we can have, quote, managed competition with Beijing. What an IU perspective. Uh, it's basically for the, the Bidens, are all carrot and no stick. That's not the way to deal with China. I've dealt with them for years. As you know, I was U.S. ambassador to Japan. Japan is where the United States has more military station, more strategic assets located than anywhere else in the world because we're dealing with China in that region. And we need to be dealing with this with wide open eyes. Uh, I hate it for our athletes the danger that they're subjected to physically. We've seen what happened to the tennis player over there in Beijing. In fact, the deputy director general of the Beijing Olympics has warned, and I'm going to read you a quote uh, because it was just so, so shocking. He's warned athletes that come there, they will get, quote, certain punishment for any behavior or speech that is against the Olympic spirit, especially against the Chinese laws and regulations. Well, if you speak against China, that basically means they're going to have carte blanche to, to punish you in any way they see fit. This is really not the type of environment we should be sending our athletes into. You
1: you have to wonder if China is looking for a fight uh, and just to see how weak other countries are, maybe not even just America with what you just referenced, that if any of these athletes speak out or put anything on their masks or or have any political symbols, uh, that they're going to punish them. I mean, you're dealing with a trade war, threats to an actual war in the South China Sea. See, you've got Hong Kong, uh, where Beijing quickly squashed those pro-democracy protests uh, and is now mounting pressure on Taiwan, pushing for the self-governing democracy to clearly fall under Beijing's control. And then there's widespread confirmed accusations I wouldn't even call them allegations anymore of human rights abuses and a lot of people I don't even think realize how bad those human rights abuses are in China talk about that a little bit because it's it's China has been accused of committing genocide uh, against an ethnic group population there and it seems to be going totally unreported by the mainstream media
6: it's amazing I mean they're, they're doing forced sterilization of the Uyghur population you want to know where these solar solar, uh, solar cells are being manufactured? They're being manufactured in the Uyghur area Xinjiang. Why? Because they can use cheap Uyghur labor to mine coal, dirty coal, to burn that to create very high temperatures, which are required to build these uh, silicon so, wafers that go into solar panels. That's why China's been able to conquer the world in terms of solar panel, panel manufacturing, using slave labor, using dirty coal, and here we are in America saying we need to get away from the oil and gas industry that we've made ourselves energy independent with, and let's put ourselves back at the back at the uh, at the altar of China because they're the ones who're going to have to sell these solar panels. And by the way, solar panels manufactured with slave labor and coal. The whole thing is just you know life with hypocrisy. And the reason we don't hear anything about it is because China has a very heavy hand. They'll come back and they'll push against uh, American companies um you know you won't be able to to televise your basketball games in china big market uh if you do anything that's uh that's against us here so you've got you know famous athletes more than happy to criticize situations in america that they're unhappy with they won't say a word about what's happening in china
1: yeah you mentioned famous athletes let's start at the top with the nba and lebron james and a lot of people i think need to understand context here lebron james makes a ton of money off of china the nba makes a ton of money off of china they will defend genocide happening in China uh, and defend the people running the country that are in charge of this genocide uh, and sterilization of a a group of people, as you just described it, including slave labor, uh, that for many of their brands that they endorse and are wearing, uh, which is also, I think, very shocking. Uh, And and yet they'll criticize the way of life in America, but they won't say anything about China. Uh, Is there a certain point where we're going to have to acknowledge as a government that we've got to do more. And I say that to connect it to the FBI director, Christopher Wray, said Tuesday on NBC Nightly News that when he learned how widespread the Chinese spying is in the U.S., it, quote, blew him away. Christopher Wray said when he became the FBI director, the sheer amount of Chinese spying to steal American technology was beyond a huge surprise. He said, this one just blew me away, and I'm not the kind of guy that uses that word blown away easily. We are opening a new China-related counterintelligence investigation. About every 12 hours, we probably have over 2,000 of those investigations. He continued, quote, there is no country that presents a broader, more severe threat to our innovation, our ideas, and our economic security than China does. I'm referring not to the Chinese people, not to the people of Chinese descent or heritage, What we're talking about here is a Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party, he added.
6: Yes, that clarification is important. It's the Chinese Communist Party that's doing that. And not only are they doing it to us, they're doing it to their own people. They created special credit social scores where they can basically monitor folks. They want to be able to monitor all of their transactions, their financial transactions, so they can know exactly what people are spending their money on, where they're moving. Uh, They can have a tremendous amount of control with all their facial recognition technology, um, this is about control for totalitarian government. Now they are trying to exert that here in America, again, to steal our intellectual property. You know, I know Director Ray. Um, I've seen the exact same that, intelligence reports that he has. I just began to see them back in 2017 when I became U.S. ambassador in that region. It is shocking. It is absolutely shocking, the extent of it, the magnitude of it. And I think we're going to have a very difficult time dealing with it when you have a president like Joe Biden whose son has been directly involved with the Chinese government and enriched in a huge way through his business dealings. Uh, these are leaving questions that many, many, many of us uh, think need to be answered because it really raises the question of whether President Biden can deal with China in an unbiased manner or whether he has a conflict of interest, a very big conflict of interest in trying to deal with them.
1: Your fellow senator from Tennessee, Marsha Blackburn, has said it's time for a special counsel to investigate the Biden ties to China. There have been accusations that China is basically allowed, being allowed to run circles around us. Uh, And this comes as this new book has come out, saying that 23 former U.S. senators and congressmen who lobbied for, who have been lobbying for Chinese military or Chinese intelligence linked companies, Uh, This includes people like former Senator Lott, uh, Lieberman, uh, former Speaker of the House John Boehner. The list of Republicans and Democrats cashing in on this money uh, is pretty shocking to me. How many lawmakers said, forget it, I'll go work and make money off these connections to China, uh, not looking at the long term interests in the U.S.? And should this be looked at and investigated? This includes former Republican Speaker of the House John Boehner.
6: Well, um, I'm, I'm fully aware of what happened when Hunter Biden's uh, story broke in the New York Post, and it was silenced by all of these large media companies. Uh, there are many opportunities that um, we've seen to talk about the Biden's deep connection to China, also to Russia, to, to Ukraine. Uh, all, all of that's been silenced in the media, and the, you know, the, the goal seems to be to look the other direction. And you talk about the big guy and what his cut's going to be again, no investigation of that so far. We need to get to the bottom of that. This is a real smoking gun about uh, the Biden family's conflict of interest at the highest level. Uh, With respect to a new book that's out, I've not yet seen that, but I can say this, um, you know, China will try any means possible to exert its influence. Uh, It doesn't care about our laws. It doesn't care about anything except gaining control, whether it's uh, utilizing, you know, former politicians to, to, achieve their objectives, or using technology. You know, they've tried to use Huawei uh, as an entry point with the new 5G backbone. We blocked that here in America. But they would have liked to have had their technology running the backbone of our entire Internet infrastructure with our energy system connected to it, with our autonomous vehicles connected to it, with all of our information flowing over it. Can you imagine what sort of backdoors might exist there where they could turn off our energy grid or, you know, it, it could consume any amount of information that they'd like to? It's uh, it's really frightening, and something we really need to stand up to with clear eyes.
1: You know, it's very clear that America is in serious danger—not not, not just uh, I think economically, uh, but also with you mentioned technology. But even look at things as simple as you guys were given out masks to wear with COVID on the floor of the House, the Senate, and your staffers, and they came with a Chinese star inside the packet. If I mean, it's almost like we've just we've we've basically just given up saying. We can't live our life without China, and we don't even try to— I mean, this is Congress. You really want to have a product you're giving out that has a Chinese communist star on it?
6: Yes, it's it's just shocking when you think about it, Ben. I mean, the, the Chinese did everything they could to cover up the origins of, of the COVID-19 pandemic. We all know you know, the, the origin location, Wuhan. Uh, as soon as someone tried to propose that perhaps it might have come from the lab there— they were completely silenced here in America. You know, prominent scientists here uh, shut that down. It turns out later we find out that they've got uh, major economic ties and grants going back and forth with the same labs that would have been under scrutiny. Uh, China destroyed samples. They silenced the researchers. They, you know, completely whitewashed everything. And they made it next to impossible for us to get any evidence, any information about the origins of the, of the uh, COVID 19 uh, pandemic. And you know, it certainly makes it look very, very uh, – it's very, very concerning uh, what they've done and the fact that they've covered it up. So you think about the likelihood of this virus originating in China. You, think, you can think about this, Ben. We've talked about this before. But China knew something before the rest of the world because they halted internal air flights between Wuhan, China, and, say, Beijing, Shanghai. No domestic flights were allowed out of Wuhan, but they continued to allow international flights. Uh, that is extremely concerning, yet they've not been held to account. Uh, we've pressed hard on the Biden administration to step up and do something about this. Um, it's been you know, just talking to the crickets. And as you say, we're still waiting for PPE to come in from China. We don't have test kits here. We don't have therapies here. The Biden administration you know, in March jammed through the so-called pandemic relief bill, $1.9 trillion of new money into the economy. They're much more concerned about You know, flowing money to to certain groups and they were about doing something about the pandemic because when this Omicron uh, wave hit us here, they were caught completely flat footed again. You remember the lines, the shelves were empty in the pharmacies for test kits and um, we don't don't have the ability to get uh, therapies that had already been designed, but therapies were not in place and many, many people suffered. They should never have suffered
1: last question because i know you got to run but this is an important one and it deals with censorship yet again you and i talked about this almost a year ago at cpac uh about conservatives being silenced and anyone that disagrees with with you know the administration's line especially with covid being silenced and shut down Um, we now are seeing that joe rogan who's the number one podcaster in america Uh, There are people that are pulling their music for Spotify. The White House is now basically demanding that he be censored, that Spotify be in trouble for a guy who just asked questions and gave people a platform to have a real conversation and debate uh, about COVID-19. And they're now trying to destroy his entire career. and, And the White House is advocating for censoring him, silencing him. Are we moving any closer to, to stopping this insanity? Because at some point, there's no longer going to be guys like me that you can even go on a show to talk to if we keep losing as quickly as we are just from one year ago.
6: Yeah, it's, it's really frightening. And the vehicle that they can use to do it is certainly with these large tech platforms. And you and I talked about the legislation I put forward that would do away with Section 230. And it would regulate these large tech platforms like utilities requiring non-discriminatory access the same way you require non-discriminatory access to your phone system, uh, to, a, to an old telegraph system. Um, you know, we, have, we have some support on this bill, but we haven't had enough yet, enough Democrats to step up and, and help us move it through. But the hypocrisy that we're seeing here, where we've had more confusion coming out of the CDC and the so-called um, public health bureaucracy, I mean, that's the source of the confusion. And someone like Joe Rogan asked questions trying to get to the bottom of it. Well, uh, you know, they just can't tolerate that. And you have, you know, former celebrities, I'll be kind, uh, former celebrities uh, trying to, to get some headlines for themselves, I guess, and, and somehow high road Joe Rogan by demanding that Spotify take the music off. You know, Spotify is a business. They can do what they need to do, but I don't think there's any way that they should be caving to the demands of, you know, some, some. Um, I, I don't know a polite way to say it, but You know, some some former uh, some former musician stars and uh, the White House has proven itself completely not credible in terms of managing the communications around this.
1: It's sad, Senator. I appreciate your time as we just got uh, shocking news. China is set to impose new restrictions on online religious content that will essentially outlaw evangelical scripture just days after the games conclude, according to. Christian persecution watchdog China Aid has just announced that. So they're still cracking down in China right now. But don't worry, they'll wait till right after the Olympics for this new news to take effect of silencing Christians. Senator, I appreciate your time. We'll have and you back again. Yeah. Go ahead.
6: And meanwhile, they'll, they'll use the Olympics as the biggest whitewash um, op- operation that you'll ever see. The Olympics going to make China look great, and we're supporting that. It's a propaganda vehicle of massive proportions, and we handed it right to them.
1: International <laughs> propaganda is what is a great way to put it. You're absolutely right. Senator, thank you, sir. We'll talk to you again real
6: soon. Thank you, man. Always great to be with you.
1: I hope every one of you will take this podcast, share it, so that others can literally hear and dissect what we just did and explain what we're up against in this country right now. Please hit that auto-download or subscribe button so you get this podcast each and every day, and I will see you back here tomorrow.